I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about movies and TV with your hosts, the Turkey Boys, myself, Scott Sweeney, and Ryan Ankner here in the... The ch 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 Hell yeah. We're back. We are back at a weird day and time. Yes. Um, The heads probably don't care they just want to get our content as fast as possible and this is as fast as we could get it to you because mm. i fell down the stairs the other day the day before we were supposed to record last thursday uh-huh. oh yeah and i snapped my funny bone in half ironically enough because <laughs> i'm a funny guy <laughs> that was very funny of you to do that for the bit <laughs> specifically yeah it was all all for the bit Yes. But my arm is snapped in half. I'm in a cast. They surgically put it back together with 10 screws and a metal plate, which will be with me until I'm dead, most likely. Yes. It was very Saw-like, the situation. Yeah. It was like my Ugg slippers were Jigsaw (laughs) and the stairs were the trap. I think you're actually, yeah, you're covering for Jigsaw. This wasn't an accident. You're one of the few to survive one of his traps. I got to the bottom of the stairs, and one of those little guys with the face rolled in through the kitchen as I'm laying there in a pool of blood. Charming. And it's like, (laughs) Ryan, I want you to play a game. And you were like, instantly the pain went away, and you were like, oh, look at this guy. (laughs) He's my guy. I'm down. You've made a lot of bad jokes on your podcast. (laughs) And now... Your funny bone is snapped in half. <laughs> Guess what? This is better than most of the traps in the Book of Saw, which we'll be covering later in the program. Uh, nice that is our review. featured review. It was supposed to be our featured review last week. Yes. We were all gassed up to see it. Yeah. Um, but we're here. We saw it today in the brand new um, Majestic theater in watertown i guess it's called the majestic seven which to me is too many words Ooh. but it's a great theater yes just fucking like, giant screen yeah that screen was insanely large we were in the legit last row and if we were any closer i would have been like this is too close i think we probably could have done two rows up at most and even then it wouldn't have been as good there were mm. times where like you said we i was scanning across the screen yeah. to see like, tracking across because it was that big which is great so majestic seven theater in watertown in the new arsenal mall let's let's go there yeah. and that way it'll stay the fuck open and i was also laughing at running to us while you were in the hospital recovering from this and getting surgery and what have you, you took in some classic hospital watches. I did. I believe you rewatched the Bow Wow Vehicle lottery ticket? In basically in its entirety. And I credited, I gave myself the letterbox stat, even though it was a few minutes shy of entirety, but I was like, I've earned Good enough. this. Yeah. And I've seen it before. So yeah, this, was a set, this was a rewatch of the Bow Wow Vehicle <clears throat> lottery ticket wow in which little bow wow wins the lottery in the hood 
and has to hide the ticket from vagrants. Yeah, he had a run where they were like, is Bow Wow going to be the new guy? And I don't think that panned out. Yeah, they threw a bunch of shit at him and were just hoping for it to stick and it nothing did. Yeah. I also watched Liar Liar and Ooh, Forrest Gump. Oof. Let's know you took in some nice 90s classics while uh, short up. So I guess I watched a movie every day, but I was still... When I got into Lucy's car, when she picked me up, I was like, I'm, I'm really like just tired of not watching any movies. And like, mm. I watched a movie every single day. So it's not like I didn't watch movies. Yeah. I was I, imagining you lying in the hospital having like uh, Sopranos, Kevin Finnerty-esque. Like you're imagining like some muggy side life where we have a podcast. I think made that joke too. Ooh, good. Which is great. Um, yeah, they gave me the 26-inch... H, barely HD TV with the basic cable, far as fuck in the corner away from the bed up on the wall with like exposed wires. Mm. And I was in the nice part of the hospital that like costs extra and you get real food and you yeah. have a private bathroom. And like it was all things considered, it was the best possible scenario for a hospital visit. And you were still having like a one flew over the cuckoo's nest esque relationship with one of the nurses. Yes. But that wasn't until I, that was before I got into the nice part. That was when I got out of surgery and they threw me into recovery where you're like, everybody who just got out of surgery is in this one big room together with like curtains separating you, like what you would see on, say, like a Grey's Anatomy. Ooh. And. Or Chicago Med. Yes. (laughs) And you. They haven't sent you anywhere yet, so you have to chit-chat with various nurses. And I don't even think... I was very out of it because I was on anesthesia and narcotics and all that stuff. Sick. It was a trauma, surgery, whatever. And it was 7 o'clock in the morning or whatever when the surgery began. So I was it was, I was taken aback. And this woman was just a bitch. Mm. And I remember... I think she like mispronounced my name and I corrected her and we were just off to the races. <laughs> Listen, Miss Ratchet. She like whipped open my curtain and was like, Mr. Ankus. I'm just like, well, here we go. This is going to be a good day. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember at one point, my sister literally called and put the my room, like the good room on her credit card. And they were, they were like, yeah, we can take them right now. Just send them up. Mm. And like the communication was so bad. <clears throat> the lady in the recovery room didn't even know what I was talking about. And I said to her, listen, like my sister literally just put this through on her credit card on the phone my wallet is right next to you. Why don't you go ahead and charge it again and get me upstairs? Yeah. And she said, sir. And at that point I was like, I got to fucking pump the brakes. Cause mm. I just like came in hot. I came in hot. Like I didn't say that nicely. Yeah. And then I was just like, fuck. Yeah. And then you're sitting there like, I'm wounded. I can't. And there's nothing I can, I can't get up and leave. Yeah. I'm literally trapped here. I was in me. I was in a, they had to wheel me upstairs. And I was half sedated. I was like, there's nothing I can do right now. I have to just be nice. And so then I apologized <laughs> also, to her and she didn't buy it at all. They were wheeling you around in one of those Hannibal Lecter rigs yes. with the full mask and everything. <laughs> oh, and Senator, just one more thing. <laughs> Love your suit. I was hoping I could get into that new room and have a nice dinner. <laughs> and then a view with the birds in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Set oh. me up all nice. <laughs> I'm Hannibal Lecter now. You are. With all my drawings, like standing in the corner with a half yes. smile. Yeah, I like this. I'm sidestepping like a lot. Sidestepping multiple MIGs to give the kid a visit. <laughs> what did multiple MIGs say to you? <laughs> he said, I can smell your cunt. Oh, Jody. That's a good Is that Jody. pretty good? I thought so. Mm. Um, so anyway, the lady didn't buy my apology, not even a little bit. She just stared blankly at me and was like, 
it is not a problem. And I was like, oh God, she totally didn't take that. So I apologized again. And I was like, listen, like I just got out of surge. I tried to like vibe with her, Mm. no success at all, nothing. And then I, they got the call from upstairs and she's like, we're taking you up to the pavilion. And I was like, there we go, Brigham and Women's, the (laughs) Shapiro Pavilion Ward. The pavilion. They took me up to the pavilion and it was like, I got my own bathroom, nice private room with my own TV. I feel like a gargoyle perched on the top of a. (laughs) I'm in my office. That's great. I'm that glad, was me, um, literally. I mean, it's horrible this happened to you. I'm glad they at least made things it was nice it was at nice. some point. Yeah. I was in like the worst pain of my entire life for about, you know, a few for a full day, basically. Mm. And then they did the surgery and then I like it was it hurt for a while. And then like I woke up, I guess the surgery was Friday morning. Oh, Thursday morning was the surgery. No, Friday morning. Friday morning was the surgery. I woke up Saturday morning. And I was like on my way to having almost like no pain because mm-hmm. they like put the bone back in the right place. They did the screws. The screws are now holding. I'm sure if like I banged my arm against the wall, it would hurt. But if I just like keep it in the sling and like rest it on a pillow or whatever, it's fine. Yeah. So and God you bless do. you, Dr. Chen. Hell yeah. I will not make Asian jokes for three weeks Ooh. on Dr. Chen's behalf. Three weeks. Monty, if you could keep track of that points wise, we'd really appreciate that. Three whole weeks. I think that's that. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go full month for the entire month of June. So you wow. get a few extra days too, bonus days. That's big. I think so. Hell yeah. But, What's uh, in the news? Enough about me. This is not me hour. It's movies ooh. and TV, the only podcast that you can so people really need it right now it's true yeah we should get into it i mean unfortunately we got some deaths we got to talk about this week a couple biggies mm. we yeah, can, it was uh, all a dream <laughs> we got uh charles groden from uh, beethoven Ooh, i'm dead I, scotty just watched midnight run two weeks ago and now i'm downish jesus He's great, though. He's one of those guys. He's in a bunch of like old classics, like the original Heartbreak Kid. He's really good in. I've always meant to watch. Yeah, he's he's actually awesome. What was his feud with Howard Stern? Oh, they Friend had, of the they show, S. Patty. Yeah. Remind us of what that feud was about, because that was a big thing in the 90s. That's an interesting feud. He right? Pro- he probably just wasn't in on him. Well, he had a show at one point. He had a, he? a TV talk show, yeah. Oh. And I don't think it did very well. And I think Howard was at his peak then. And I think Charles said something disparaging about Howard, and Howard just lit him up because he's Howard. I mean, this guy's in the Beethoven franchise, for crying out loud. But yeah, he was a really good, like, straight man. Mm. He's uh, a good, like, curmudgeon. I'm trying to think of more movies he was in, but he was, he had great reactions where he'd just be, like, playing off someone in a very fun way. And he was also in The Great Muppet Caper. Do you remember him in that? I don't. Is that where the Muppets get kidnapped? And Nope. The, I, I don't remember it at all. They probably do get kidnapped caper-wise. I feel like that's the caper, right? I can't remember. I just remember he I has a Lucy bunch. I would know this. He's a bunch of scenes where he's like flirting with Miss Piggy, and it's very fun. He's like unbelievably horny for Miss Piggy, and he really like commits to the bit. He's not like. That's actually a pretty good bit. Yeah, it's it's strong. And also, he did a bunch of episodes of Louie, the show that you can't talk about anymore. Which was one of the better... It was it was a sitcom. One yeah. of the better sitcoms of all time. 
I like the it. episode with Michael Rappaport where he loses his gun. And just like that episode's the, like a piece of work. It really that, is. And Michael Rappaport's not even that good. It was just it really elevated him. Yeah. So And and he was in a bunch of episodes in the final season mm. where he played like his old neighbor and he was very funny in that. But yeah, R.I.P. Oh, I have two deaths here too. Charles Grodin. Who you got? One is uh Bo, the uh Portuguese water dog that the Obamas uh had in the White House, died of cancer at the age of 12 so this is not a bit r.i.p Bo. r.i.p to Bo. and uh God sasha yeah, i wish i could do a fucking michelle oh. obama impression because this <laughs> bit has like the longest legs i've ever seen if we could pull uh, let me work on that. even longer than my legs and uh there's no i'm a long-legged mac daddy obama <laughs> obama pimps white women and <laughs> speaking of howard <laughs> <laughs> I uh, don't appreciate this, but uh, I mean, turkey boys. Who is that guy? Like a priest? I need that bit back, whatever that is. Yeah. That's another part. That's another Howard Stern reference. Parsons, what is that? Hoo-hoo. Um. So yeah, Bo, and then who else you got? You had more deaths too, right? Paul Mooney, stand-up comedian who I think oh, a lot yeah. of people know from The Chappelle Show, yep. passed away. He was in that incredible bit where it's like him in a movie theater talking about like, oh, the Mexican starring Brad Pitt, The Last Samurai starring Tom Cruise. What's next? The Last Nigga on Earth starring Tom Hanks. It's like- Sam, beep out the N-word there because we are doing a woke podcast in honor of my surgeon, Dr. Chen. True. I did an A- on the end and he was quoting thank you yes i wanted to just cover all of that that will not hold up in the (laughs) twitter court of cancellation so sam bleep that with uh enough or uh take a stand yes i should have just played the clip instead of doing it but what can you do he was i forgot to pull it it's my fault i'm gonna land on that grenade we're back we're both dead monty give us those points back (laughs) but he was incredibly funny and i feel like he might have been in some other movie that I can't remember. He's just one of those guys that he was in, like The Wash, mm. right? That sounds right. Uh, I I'm, I might be thinking of John Amos, and I'm getting myself crossed here. I gotta look up all. I gotta, I'm gonna do a deep dive. <laughs> we are bleeding points. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> They're all the same. <laughs> so so un- unsafe. Yeah, but yeah. Rest in peace. Rest uh, in peace. We just did the worst eulogy of all time. Yeah. I hope all of his family members have tuned in. Any more deaths? Antoni Catane passed oh, away. Man. Who did something of note. What was her thing she again? She was in this video. Our eulogies are so good. We're so respectful. No, she and- <laughs> did the White Snake video where she's in like the white outfit on oh, the hood of the car. Yes. Hell of a video. With the hair, big 80s hair. Yeah. And then I think she did like some 80s movies that were whatever right she was just like a babe in the 80s and she probably slept with everybody in all the hair metal bands and then it was she did so much cocaine that it gave her cancer would be my guess cancer hey man cocaine doesn't give you cancer do it as long as you want fuck bro i just want to hear the the needle drop here and then i'm done hell yeah but yeah rest in peace to all these people we wish we knew your careers better so we could talk of you more respectfully and powerfully. Mm. Tani, 
or could do the like the smallest bit of Wikipedia research beyond just grabbing the headline that you're dead and laughing at it. Mm. But we're probably not going to do that because it's much funnier if we just go in completely naked and try to just riff. Yeah. While playing White Snake in the background. <laughs> I dab a doo. No thanks, honey. I got a fresh beer. <laughs> oh, hey, Mike. Oh, old school bits. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Take the restrictor plate off the red. Dra- give the red dragon a little more juice. That hey Mike is so funny. There's no so way- fucking funny, dude. There's no way there was a mic there or not even close. That, that wasn't in the script. Yeah, that was definitely just his idea. They probably like they gave him a bit to like talk about the car, and then like the rest was just yeah. So while we're on a roll, I thought we'd do a really long deep dive into the Israel-Palestine conflict. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> No, just kidding. Uh, Chris Angel is opening a fast casual restaurant called CABLP. Which I is, saw that. It's is short for Chris Angel's Breakfast, Lunch, and Pizza. He should rearrange those letters to ACAB. Yeah. For <laughs> <laughs> a new kind of restaurant. I mean, this makes Wahlburgers sound like the most clever name for a restaurant imaginable. Yeah, Wahlburgers is actually clever. That's just a dumb name. Yeah, like, you can open a restaurant called C-A-B-L-P. You can't even say that. What is it, like, say it again, like cookies, apples, <laughs> bananas, and um, pizza? That, that would be better. It's Chris Angel's Breakfast, Lunch, and Pizza. So you get breakfast, lunch, and then pizza. So if you go in there at four in the afternoon and you're not in the mood for pizza, you're just going backwards. Yeah. Food-wise. But if pizza's on a bagel... You can eat pizza anytime. <laughs> he gets it. He's but in. <laughs> I am not a huge breakfast for dinner guy unless there's almost nothing else in the fridge. Like, that's not something I get excited about. Yeah, I don't like messing with that too much either. Like, oh, we're going to make bacon and eggs at 8 p.m. It's like, fuck. Yeah, I'm always, like, skeptical. I'm like, is this okay? I don't I don't know if do I like this. we have to do this? Yeah. This is fucked up. I have such old news on here because we missed last Friday. Like, the fact that Elon Musk hosted SNL, that's not even relevant anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, couldn't that's already been through the meme cycle and dead yeah i watched some of it though and i will say it was unwatchably bad it was so bad i didn't laugh once i couldn't even like listen to him try to like get the sentences out it was it was horrible i hate the fact that it was the third highest rated snl behind only dave Chappelle and chris rock Mm. in terms of hosts yeah that's stupid that's just they're both great and he sucks yeah, I don't even I don't even hate him. He just sucks. Does that make sense? No. He just seems like a guy who probably was not invited anywhere his entire life. Yeah. And then he went to all the best schools and did really I don't know anything about him. So somebody at home is probably like, no, he went to Juilliard and learned how to play the oboe. Ooh. But like he probably went, he, you know he became an engineer or whatever the fuck. He started his companies and he got all his dough and then he like he banged uh, Amber Heard and now he's dating Gr- he's married to Grimes the musician and he's just like going out of his way to like go on Joe Rogan and smoke weed and yeah. I'm just like you know enough the, yeah. the cryptocurrency I still don't know what that is doesn't seem like a real thing. Yeah, it's like someone should have told him, just because they offered you SNL doesn't mean you have to do it. It's like, he's so bad in those sketches. It's like, I hope his stock dropped like 40%. Richest dude on earth, pretty much. Like Bezos keeps creeping in front of him, but they'll have like a rich guy off until the end of time. Yeah. I like, I'm a Bezos guy. 
I must admit. And while we're talking about super rich people, what you got? friend of the show, Bill Gates, and his wife, Melinda, are no more. They got a divorce. And I'm it's really true. worked up about it, to be honest. Yeah. I think we talked about that last time. I remember mm. thinking... Oh, I had another thing that I wrote down for that, too. That's why I wrote this down. Sorry. Mm. No, hit me. They set up their, like prenup or whatever they're like their trust and apparently he's not they're only giving their children 10 million dollars each that's why i wrote that down that's it that's it <laughs> and which is plenty of enough plenty you know of money it's a good splash but they could eat they could do 10 billion each mm. that'd be more nice yeah 10 million dollars you could blow through that in a year if you spent it like an idiot you can't live like a maniac on 10 mil yeah 10 million dollars you could buy like a $873,000 house and like invest a bunch of it and then like live off of interest comfortably and not have to work. Yeah. I just wrote okay. through it all like an adult blank check <laughs> mixed with like entourage and it would just be the ideal life for you like, like three weeks. <laughs> you with like a big water slide in your backyard connected to your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't even know how I wasted millions on this, but I did. Speaking of water slides, did you see Jason Momoa has revealed he co-wrote the first treatment for Aquaman 2 and that the movie will start filming in July? What do you Just think in of, time for Christmas. What do you think about him penning the script for this? That sounds kind of fucked up, but I'm into it. Uh, I, I uh, You're a Momoa head. Am I, though? <laughs> I mean, he's fine. My man. He is definitely like a big, burly, handsome guy, and that that typically gets me. Like mm. I'm like, all right, I'm in on this guy. Yeah. And but I didn't have the same affinity for Aquaman that you did. I must admit, masterpiece. I didn't, and I can't think of anything else that he's done besides like what like uh, All Greenland his... and Three Hundred. Like he did a really nice job in those <laughs> movies. But oh, oh Jerry. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I feel like he and like Russell Crowe and Gerard Butler and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, they're like all kind of the same guy. Like Javier Bardem, like you could sort of like interchange mm. and people say like the intricacies of this and this, you could kind of in interchange them all for anything. Like Javier Bardem is like a little bit better of an actor, I guess, but. Yeah, I know. Just, they've you know all like played villains in some of these big movies. They're either a villain or a dad or a tough guy or all three. Yeah, they definitely. I don't know. I think he's workish, but yeah, most of the standalone stuff he's done has been terrible. Mm. He made a Conan <clears throat> the Barbarian movie that was unwatchable. Not that the Arnold one is amazing, but you know. And did you see that trailer for Dear Evan Hansen? That like very popular no. play that's now becoming a movie. And that actor Ben Platt, who Oh no, the singing guy from from uh Pitch Perfect? Yes. Which he was playing a college student in that movie that came out like ten years ago, and now he's playing a high school student in this movie, and he's like thirty-three years old. And he's walking around like a high school, like, it looks like not another teen movie. He's like, hey, guys, it's me, your 15-year-old classmate who, like, looks 40. And they just keep shaving him between every ta take. He, like, the five o'clock shadow is coming through. Yeah. And it's just like, 
it looks like Wet Hot American Summer, where they're like, like we're playing kids, even though we're laughably not kids. It just looks so goofy. I can't believe they didn't just recast it. That sounds dumb. Yes. I don't like him. No, he's not good. I don't don't know how he's like a leading man suddenly. Because he's really good at singing, and he's decent looking. People love that. When somebody can sing, they are a leg up on... Because people love when somebody just bursts into song. That's like a thing that people enjoy. Mm. And I don't know why a director would be like, you know, you never know. We may need him to sing at some point, so let's go ahead and cast him. Yeah. I don't know. I think that play was just such a a hit. But it also stars Amy Adams. I don't know. It'll probably be a snoozer. You're a crumb creep. Um, do you mind if I take you out of the book corner for a hot minute? Sure. Let me play um, some book corner music for you. <laughs> because I read a book in its entirety in one day. Did you really? Yes. Actually, in like... Was like, that laugh a, uh, a hint? It was. Okay. Within like six hours, I read the entirety of Seth Rogen's new book called Yearbook... And I thought it was amazing. Couldn't have enjoyed it more. What did you like about it? Everything. Truly, not even just trying to trip you up. Yes. It's the best kind of like celebrity book because it's not a memoir. It's just a series of very funny, succinct stories that just like fly by and they're all very enjoyable. And I don't know. Did he explain how he threw his friend under the bus (laughs) like last week? Did, or he talked about that on Howard a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's not part of the James Franco camp anymore because of What a shame. I didn't realize their movies had grossed so much money. It yeah, they was were like 250 million or something bigger than that, I think. It was yeah. Some crazy number of like the movies they've made together have grossed like this outrageous amount of money. They people were like, like a duo. Them. Yeah, people like them together. Mm. It's just, you know, whether we believe the stuff about James or not, Seth is white hot in his career right now. <laughs> and it would, James has been firing off clunkers or nothing for the past couple of years. Thank you. <laughs> so I don't know. I get why he did it, but it just stinks. Yeah. He's someone, I don't think he's doing that to be like, to like make a show of it. I feel like he's genuinely right. like, yeah, I think like James did some bad stuff and eh, I'm unfortunately like out. I think like that's the kind of vibe. Mm. I don't know. I just think he's great. I've been off with listening to Howard because, you know, it stinks. It was the first but. good Howard show in like weeks, maybe months, because Seth Rogen's interesting and funny. Mm. And he also seems like smart. He was talking about like his weed company. I was like, this guy, he's really on the ball. <laughs> Is he your number one <laughs> life trade of all people? He's pretty cool. I don't even want to trade lives. I just want to hang out with him. I feel like we'd really get along. You think you'd be actually friends? Yeah, like we could have I a toast. I hate that feeling when you're like, this guy and I would definitely get along, but like he's so famous. I'm never going to meet him. Yeah. I feel that way about uh, Ted Kaczynski. Like, we really <laughs> click. Yeah. Like, God damn it. If only. Yeah. No, but yeah, we could have a toast and talk about like Cloud Atlas. Mm. And he mentions a bunch of like weird stuff in the book where I was like, yes. But yes, I just want to brag about reading a book in such a small period of time. I hadn't done that since like a Goosebumps book in elementary school. Hep. Speaking of Goosebumps, uh, Felicia Rashad is, has been announced as the Dean of Fine Arts 
at Howard University. Ooh, and that's my university. Oddly enough, Malcolm Jamal Warner will be taking over the drama department, and Bill Cosby is going to handle admissions. Oh, is he? Yep. That seems like an unusual role for them to give a man with so many accusations who's currently in prison. Well, they figure they funnel, you know, the the young, the high school girls in, mm. and he can talk to them, and he can get them situated in yeah. their dorm and yeah, tucked g- in. And- give them a drink. Get them all set up. Oh, you know, welcome to Howard University. Wow. <laughs> I'm here, I'm the Dean of Admissions. Wow. <laughs> I, I see that you're wearing a skirt. <laughs> Why don't you just cross your legs nice and slow? A sea of girls is going in the opposite direction. Uh, do you like my dance moves? Uh, we do. Me oh my god. My, me with my broken arm doing like I closed Cosby dance moves in my seat. Folks, the moves are good. What a dumb bit this is. <laughs> and I wrote this down. This was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> How could this possibly be on purpose? <laughs> it was all very on purpose. In on it. I didn't necessarily plan on doing the voice, but I wrote the bit about the Cosby show all work. The cast of the Cosby show all working together at Howard University. I thought that was funny. I'm in on it. I like where your head's um, at. What else you got? I mean, you want to go down to the Hollywood romance corner? Love is I in need the like air. A ooh, sound. We do, yeah, like one from a Cosby type show, mm. like when Eddie smooches somebody. That's a definite. Smooching with everybody, and I need that too. Wow, that's two great drops. I'm gonna go ahead and write those down. Mo with the gimpy leg. But yes, John Mulaney and Olivia Munn oh, wow. are now dating. What Power do you think about that? alert. Leaving his wife of six years right after both of them got out of rehab. I didn't realize his wife was in rehab too at some point. Oh, John Mulaney's wife? Yeah. Oh, okay. I can't imagine anything more rehabilitative than getting out of rehab and sliding into a nice new relationship with Olivia Munn. What excellent rehab. That'll like rehabilitate anyone. While it does sound fun. Mm. I, as a person who has been to multiple rehab facilities, Word. will tell you that getting into a brand new, getting out of a serious relationship and getting into another public relationship like that is probably the dumbest thing he can do as a newly sober person because mm. they will break up and he will drink over it, would be my guess. Yeah, it does when, seem like, yeah, like too spicy, too much. Right. Yeah, like. Well, and if she loves the version that he is right now, Mm. then they may have an issue down the road because he's not going to be that guy anymore. Yes. So, I mean, I know he only went out for a, a year or something, but still, a couple of months, whatever. Yeah. I, felt I don't like see this having legs. All the headlines like worded it in a weird way where they're like, just to be like succinct, they were like, John Mulaney, out of rehab, divorced his wife, now dating Olivia Munn. Like, I'm sure this is something that happened over like a decent period of time. I, yeah, it probably took him a while to get this all i saw an interview or, or an article rather the headline was like olivia munn gushes over john mulaney <laughs> like, like gush. Oh, a wood floor soaking gush <laughs> squared it and also cad dennings and andrew wk are now engaged another power <laughs> couple what yeah you didn't see that that's so weird isn't it they're both like attractive people that are kind of dead looking Mm. yeah they so i guess that makes sense i noticed that they have a very similar look 
because they both have like long brown hair and they're both really pale yeah like he's really jacked and she has really big boobs and like i guess it makes sense yeah he's like unbelievably shredded he's in great shape yeah he looks good i guess partying is good for your health am i right i believe so he's in if your partying (laughs) consists of jumping up and down all night long at all your shows for 20 years i guess that would probably give you abs hell yeah he has some new cuts they're dope i'm into it i'm Mm -hmm. still an awk guy while we're in the romance corner, did you see that Minka Ooh. Kelly and Trevor Noah are getting a divorce? I didn't know they were married. They were Well, they were at least engaged or something. They just bought some gigantic house in Malibu, and I guess she's moving out and they're done. Good. So that made me smile. Yeah. She's moving down here to the chill zone with me. And Chrissy Teigen is getting canceled for cyberbullying some singer named Courtney Stodden and telling her to kill herself. Hi. So I guess Chrissy Teigen doesn't, she, for those that don't know, she is uh, was going to make an inappropriate joke. <laughs> Can't do it. Ooh. She's John Legend's wife. I'll say just that. And all she does now is go on Twitter and try to be funny and say things that go viral. And then she has a cookware line where she sells like Moroccan smokers that you can make hot dogs in at oh. Macy's and shit like that. And all the various retailers are dropping her line now because she's being canceled, like sort of online. I want to buy one of her Moroccan hot dog cookers at Macy's. Put your pecker in there. (laughs) Those are like the new Foreman grills. Who is this woman that we're talking about Chrissy Teigen. Oh, okay. You know who she is. She's that insufferable woman. Her face literally became a meme after like the Golden Globes where she did kind of like a face. And she's always... You know who she is. Yeah, she's always doing like Twitter drum. Like she quit Twitter and then came back like less than two weeks later and was like, like, I just need this, I guess. And it's like, if it's going to be such a thing, I don't know. She stinks and I don't like her. Yeah, her and John Legend always wiggle their way into everything. It's just like, I don't just let them ride off into the sunset. I feel like nobody needs them. And I know you're fired up about the new Friends reunion special coming to HBO Max May 27th, which has a laundry list of guest stars that I'm just going to read a Could couple Could there here. be any more guest stars? <laughs> the David Beckham, Justin Bieber, Mindy Kaling, Reese Witherspoon. She was at least on the show. I guess right. it makes sense for her to be back. And Tom M- Mindy's at least so in the NBC universe that it makes sense. Yeah. But then, oh yeah, Elliot Gould, he was on the show. But Monica. C- Cindy Crawford, James Corden. Come on. Because what would a Friends reunion be without James Corden? Am I right, folks? Holy shit, does that guy infect everything on Earth. My new favorite uh, story right now is that Matthew Perry was on drugs during the promo hmm. for the Friends reunion, and he's just slurring his words like, Corden cocks. <laughs> I, I hope that's true, because that is classic Matt Perry He behavior. looks like shit. <laughs> he's back. He looks <laughs> terrible. He looks like death warmed over, and I love the fact that he's just putting all those Friends checks up his nose. Hell yeah. Him and Schwimmer. I picture him in like some sort of palatial, like beachside California residence in Malibu, like behind Nobu. Mm. And he's just like classic, like 90s decor. Like he bought it at his peak and never really renovated. Yeah. Because like he's such a drug addict. And he's- he has like a $700,000 glass coffee table. It's handmade, but it's like covered in cocaine and pills. Yeah. 
He's surrounded by posters for his dog shit movies like Seventeen again and the whole ten yards. <laughs> and Mr. Staring. Sunshine and CEO oh, yeah. on the sun yeah. or the studio on the Sunset Strip and the odd couple and all his other yeah. failed TV yeah. ventures. Just looking at all of them while very high on drugs, thinking like what is life? What Bunch is- of hundred dollar bills rolled up with blood all over them. <laughs> So yeah, now that I know he's possibly all fucked up, I'll probably watch this special. I mean, Even though I'm sure it won't be much of anything. It'll be like an hour of them sitting on a couch being like, remember the show? Laugh Let's track, talk laugh about track, it. Laugh track. Yeah. They should have done like an episode. And it's ex- exclusively on Peacock, I imagine. It's on HBO Max somehow. How did that happen? I don't know. Doesn't Peacock need this? You would think. So they're a Warner Brothers property, is how that happened. Must be, yeah. So Warner Brothers aired it on NBC, and then when it became the like biggest, like it, because people watch this more than anything else, really. This and mm. The Office. Okay. So my oh, Peacock has uh, The Office in a death grip. Mm. And okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that does. Because they're like, we have to have this. Yeah, it gets all weird with the streaming and. Things are on what you wouldn't imagine. It's a whole thing. Yeah, I get surprised by what what is streaming where like once a week. Yeah. And another Parsons story. Huh. This Is Us will end with season six. No, no, no. Fuck. How will I cry? Yes, hello. This is part <laughs> of the show Snips. And while I'm waiting in long drive through lines because I order my fries with no salt, I listen to old episodes of Enough Podcast. <laughs> Nice long walk yeah. there. Maybe the most specific ad on any podcast ever. Love it. Thanks, buddy. Um, but yeah, This Is Us is... Why I guess, people I guess, love that show. Why don't they just keep going? Yeah, this is the... They're like trying to go out on top. They're not going to do the Grey's Anatomy and go like 27 actual seasons. They're like, we're going to end with six. Can you imagine the gravy train of getting cast as one of the leads on Grey's Anatomy and just getting 26 years of work. Yeah. Those and just gigantic. Because every time they hit syndication after 100 episodes, and then the money is just roaring in for the rest of your life. Yeah. Must be so sweet. Just like, yeah, I'm good. I show up, I do like six. What do you think it takes them? Like a few months, three, four months to film the whole season? Maybe less. They'll, they'll bang it out in their sleep. Right. It's like not even... <laughs> They're not even trying anymore. They probably yeah. just have to... It's literally just memorizing... They can ad-lib half the lines and probably get away with it. Mm. But I mean, hopefully all the Chicago series run for several more years because Sean won't have This Is Us anymore. And that's sad. And I don't know if you saw this, but Vin Diesel said <clears throat> on the record the other day in an article with, I think, Entertainment Weekly... I've been told that the Dom Letty love story is potentially the biggest love story that we've seen in cinema, end quote. And he's right. (laughs) Name a more compelling love story on the silver screen. In the movies. In the movies. movies. Nobody talks about Romeo and Juliet anymore. They talk about Dom and Letty. Pretty much, yeah. We're all geared up for Fast Nine. Yeah, we're only we're definitely going to that majestic theater to see that because that's going to be awesome. Opening night. There's no doubt, and yeah, we're. I think that's beginning of June. Mm-hmm. Only a few weeks out. Love it. But yeah, Vin. We got to go to the Vin Corner every week. He just keeps saying things that are just so dazzling. 
Imagine being him in an interview being like, yeah, me and Michelle Rodriguez in these ridiculous movies. This is the greatest love story ever made. People just looking at him with a straight face like, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, like, yeah. you don't even need to tell me. I just, I, I knew that. Um, Incredible love you, Vin. So the movies. a man is suing Gwyneth Paltrow and her company Goop uh, because he bought one of her This Smells Like My Vagina candles and he claims that it exploded in his home Whoa. and started a fire. They're going to say he claimed it didn't smell like her vagina and he knew that, that somehow. That would be dope. I guess he's filed a class action lawsuit because he's supposedly not the only one, but I, like they showed photos of the candle just charred to shit after the fact and her companies of course denying that that's even possible and we'll see what happens but i thought that was pretty funny yeah goop goop under fire i mean she'll be fine either way she is like all the dough in the world mm-hmm. um i'm leaving through here demi lovato demi they have changed their their pronouns to they them which is just could you? Yeah. And Would you? Uh, Actually, local radio host Matt Siegel on Kiss 108, which is an iHeart radio station now, walked off the air and tweeted Maddie out like he was going to quit the station and the show after having been on for what, like 40 years? Ooh. He's quit. He claimed he was going to quit because they told him, they, I guess the suits walked in and said, don't make any more jokes about Demi Lovato. Because, like, I, I, I heart me, my in, uh, inference is just iHeartMedia is a large company, kind of like compared to almost, um, what the hell is the event company? It'll come to me the second we go off the air. And they do like major events. Like they're almost like a ticket master kind of thing. Not bad example, but like they're, they're so plugged in with like big musicians and like they have radio stations all over the country. So like if Demi Lovato, like, caught wind of that and said i don't want my music played on any of your stations they'd be fucked mm. would be i think would be the issue and i'm sure they have some sort of they have like all their iHeartMedia media fests and shows and yeah they, they can't have her upset i guess she they they can't have they upset <laughs> yeah did just, i get it it just seems silly when like that's the whole story it's like oh i've changed my pronouns and everyone's like making a thing but it. it's like okay like yeah, when we were kids you you gave yourself a fun name yeah. Or a symbol. Yeah. I imagine Hank would have something to say about this whole Demi Lovato thing. But I don't know if he's here tonight. You bet your <laughs> booty that, <laughs> that I do. That wow. Demi Lovato. Hank, great to see you. It's been a while. That pussy Hank broke his arm. That's true. I broke my arm once. I fell down a flight of stairs in my barn. Yeah. You and pro- I, I, I slammed it up against the wall and popped it back in the socket, and then I sewed it back together with tequila. Yeah, you, you didn't even need to go to the doctor. Tequila and fishing line. Yeah. No doctors. Doctors are for queers. Yeah. You, you were like Anton Chigurh in No Country for Old Men, just healing yourself. That Powerful. is an excellent film, but it is not an accurate depiction of West Texas. Yes, it's true. You, there's still a country for old men like you, Hank. I'm out there with my rifle and my truck, And when I hear that a young, attractive woman is going to cut her hair like a man and tell everybody to call her they, them, I am outraged. I thought you might be. This is inappropriate. I am triggered. And if Donald Trump were still in the White House, this type of fake news headline would not be getting any press. Yeah. 
It's true. The most upsetting part is her bowl cut. It's not a great haircut. Um, she looks like about as good as a local access cable television show with that bowl cut. No doubt. That's it for me. Be sure to subscribe to me and my wife's podcast. Uh, wow, I forgot about your wife. <laughs> WH. I'm just going to say the acronym because I got canceled last time. My Twitter account's been disabled. That's true. My, my podcast is you can find it on the America uh, OAN News Network with the, the My Pillow guy. <laughs> and it uh, it is WHTPWR The Show. So wow. quiet. PWR, the show. I'm not going to say it because I am shadow banned on all platforms and I want my no, my news and I am the only show where you can hear a couple of guys talk about their opinions on right-wing politics and their shit, radical man. views. Shit, man. You got the book of white power. It's fucking ripping my shit off, but shit, man. That's fucking I didn't realize that there were going shit. to be any African-Americans here tonight. Do you see how I did that? I did a good job. Shit, I don't know about this fucking hand character. Fuck, man. I, I see up. your pistol there, though. That's a nice gun. <laughs> Do you always carry that with you? Are you that are you that fifty fifty dollars character? Yeah, man, I got shot a bunch once. Fucking never again. I'm about to fucking quick draw on you and shit, man. I got shot once too when I was in the desert. Do you want to come on my podcast with Henrietta, my wife? Shit, man. You, know you will be our only black guest. Yeah, I'm down for that. All right. Yeah. Why don't we do that later this evening? I will meet you on your lawn. And I will extinguish the cross I lit there earlier, and we can do the show. Shit, man, that'd be dope. All right, see you then. All right, thank you, Curtis. Th- Scott, I guess Ank's coming back now, so... Yep. Y'all yep. y'all come back now. We're coming back. Oof, that was a... That was a lot of Hank. That was a hostile takeover. Right kind of gave myself a, uh, a headache listening to Hank. He's back. Because he is very long-winded, <laughs> and he has a lot of really dumb opinions. And he is a racist. I don't care <laughs> how he tries to dress it up. You cannot put lipstick on a pig, wow. or whatever that expression is. I'm glad you're clearing the ripples in the water and delineating further between Ank and Hank. For those that get us mixed up, mm, like yeah. I may be him, yeah. I'm not. Which is foolish. I don't That's know how anyone yeah. could even like think that that would be a possibility. He is a true bigot. Yes. I'm a good dude. That's Speak, it. Speaking That's of it. fucked up people, we got to talk about how Ellen DeGeneres is going to end her talk show, citing the reason as, quote, it's just not a challenge anymore. <laughs> Was it a challenge at all for the past, like, 20 years while you've been dancing and mailing in duds? and Right, and just bringing out kids who can sing and, like, just other gimmicky prop bits yeah i actually don't mind ellen i think her stand-up is kind of funny oh yeah i forgot that stand-up she did last year or whenever that actually was surprisingly strong i i enjoyed that i forgot about that but yeah i'm just i don't know she obviously disenchanted with her myself yeah you don't even need to explain that i get it yeah even if she's actually quitting and isn't getting pushed out it's just like yeah whatever just move on maybe make a chapter in the book of saw like other comedian chris rock did but uh you see that joe rogan is on the chopping block again 
Oh, is he? He had Joe List on the other day, and I actually listened to a lot of it. Hey, it was hey. pretty good. Yeah, Joe List is that. a really funny comedian for those of the heads that do not know. He's worth getting into. Yeah, he actually has a free special you can watch on YouTube that's hilarious. I think it's called I Hate Myself. It is, Joe yes. List. It's very funny. Very good. They got into a discussion about white men, which two white men are really like not allowed to have. Mm. And they ended up going down the road of like, and Joe said something like, in the future, white men won't be allowed to say anything. Which is basically true, mm. but that's not something white men are allowed to complain about. And the internet went nuts on him again. Mm. Yeah, he's always in the crossfire. So he's also, a bit of a lightning rod. Yeah, that guy Tony Hinchcliffe, who's like one of his guys, is getting a lot of heat this week. He's like the cancel of the week. I Me feel. too stuff. No, he did a bunch of like Asian jokes on stage after an Asian guy, but. I guess the, they like pulled out like the really scandalous parts and didn't leave in the beginning or the end where I guess they're friends. Were people filming it's like in the crowd? Th- yeah. And then they put it up on YouTube and it got mistake- It got taken out of context? Yeah, and I, I guess like the guy who he did it about, they were like buddies and everyone's saying he's just like riding the wave like, I'll be famous for like getting you canceled now. <laughs> and that's... But I don't know. I should have looked up this story more furtherly. He's, I don't, know, I don't know a ton about him. I know him through that universe of the, those guys. And like I've heard a little bit of him on podcasts and stuff, but I don't know his jokes or, or sorry, his stand up very well. Yeah. He's not one of my favorites. He's definitely one of those guys who like goes for it with like the really edgy bits I, as much I as possible. I lump him in with Duncan Trussell and Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura. Like those four to me are the same guy. Yeah. And you really. Like flip them on their axis and say like tell a joke like their jokes are all kind of the same thing. They're mm. about like a man self destructing and being like an entity on to himself or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like they're kind of like oh, I drank drank a lot of beers and like and then I stopped drinking a lot of beers. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, they're all like Rogan sidecars. But yeah, they're that's the hot cancel of the week. See that uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt had another baby. Congratulations. And I forgot to do birthdays, so I'm going to double back to that. Hit me. Quickly. Jennifer Love Hewitt. What a lovely person. I haven't heard about her in like forever. Wouldn't that be nice if she was just around more? Yeah. She's kind of great. She's a babe. One of the greats. Birthdays-wise. Kermit the Frog is 66. Mm -hmm. Larry David's daughter, Cassie David, is 22. Speaking of babes, hey now. Homer Simpson is 65. Marge. I guess that's how old he would be from how old he was on the first episode. Homie. Robert Pattinson is 35. Oh, right. Yeah, cheers, mate. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Pierce Brosnan is 68. Oh, what a lovely birthday. I spent it with Drake. I saw that. On Instagram. More jumpsuits. Yeah. (laughs) I think him and Drake were victims of a, a run by fruiting, perhaps. <laughs> Those were some fun birthdays. I feel like I heard one the other day. I can't remember it now. Oh, and Rob Lowe, a uh, friend of the show, celebrated 31 years of sobriety. Cheers to Rob Lowe. Which is a, a big achievement. He's he's the reverse of what I'm about to celebrate, which is 13. So Ooh. let's hang in there for another four weeks and I'm there. He's back. And I think that's all I got news-wise. Why don't we take a little break? And we already saw the featured review, so we're just going to take a break and hug. Mm. And we'll be right back after a nice five to ten minute hug. 
We'll be right back. Life is great, 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 life is great. But is it though? Life is great. You say that life is great, but do you have what it takes to power through? Chris, live or die, it's your choice. You ask everyone on YouTube to take a stand, but where in your life have you taken a stand? Make your choice. Will you listen to the rest of this episode or will you shut it? So we're going to talk about the spiral, the Book of Saw. From the Book of Saw. Official. I knew I was going to botch it. Full title. You want to be respectful when you're talking about such a classy franchise with such a storied history. I mean. You didn't love it. Talk to me about that. Just for the fans who, if you've heard an episode before, you probably heard us talk about the Saw franchise in one way or another. I'm a big fan, even though I don't love the gore. I'm in for the mythology and the absurd stretching out a character who got killed in the third entry to five more. Yes. And I, I read. You're I, in it for you're not you don't like the gore. Yeah, I read the Book of Saw for the story. One might say, <laughs> like a porno. I don't know if that landed. It landed. I thought it was okay. Good. He's in. <laughs> I got it. As long as you got the bit, I'm in. Gets it. He's laughing. But I must say, I'm doing the voice. This is one of the things I didn't like about the Book of Saw the most. They changed the voice. They did, and it, it sounded like a woman. Yeah, it's like a robotic female voice who's like... like uh, it sounded like a, a Kat Dennings, and it sucks that we brought her up earlier because that was a funnier drop when she wasn't in the... Fu- <laughs> the only time we ever have a Kat Dennings news story ever. Hi! I said it in the theater, and it killed. It's my you, time. Yeah, that was strong. Um, but yeah, that was like the yeah. Jigsaw voice, the like, yes, live or do I make a choice? That's like 40% of the enjoyment of this series to me. Yeah. And they wiped all of that out in an instant. In the first scene, they do the voice, and I was just like, oh, no. Like, you look oh. over, you're like, it's it's a different voice. Yeah, I was legitimately crestfallen, <laughs> sitting there like, fuck. That's what lost you, huh? I, I mean, think that's what did it. I think that was, for you, it was from the jump, like the first trap, new Jigsaw voice from eight other Saw movies with the voice. Mm. Number nine, they throw in the new voice. It's fucked. I was, I didn't write it off though. Like I was along for the ride. This is, you know, Chris Rock like conceived of this movie and stars in it. Did he write this or something? I think he came up with the idea, and then like someone else wrote it. Must proper. be cool being Chris Rock and be like, I got an idea for a Saw movie. And just like calling up Lions or Twisted Pictures and Lionsgate. Yeah. Like, hey guys, I, I'm really really famous. So here's my idea. Why don't we go ahead and just put me in the movie, even though I'm a comedic actor and have never done anything like this? Yeah. That was the weirdest part. I remember when they announced this, everyone's saying, like, Chris Rock came to us with a pitch for a new Saw movie, and everyone was floored. And now after seeing the movie, it's like, what was his pitch? Like, okay, let's make another one. And I'm in it doing my stand-up half the movie for like no reason. And Samuel L. Jackson sneaks in three motherfuckers and you know, the kid from fucking social network is in it. 
Frank Langella or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. Or, yeah, Max Mangella. <laughs> Strong. <laughs> He's a good sidecar. But, yeah, Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson playing father and son. How did that work for you? Uh, they're 16 years apart in real life, so, I mean... Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson's you know. quietly, like, 90 years old, and he can play, like, 50. <laughs> He's immortal. Chris Rock just angry for an hour and a half? Yeah, like, a lot of it... He slammed a lot of jokes into this movie, and most of them weren't really working for me. I don't know if you were. The funniest part about his character is how badly he parks whenever he pulls in anywhere and just does like a sideways three-space park. Yeah. In like a and what's is this supposed to be Detroit? They kept saying Metro, so I'm thinking like, is that Detroit or is this an, an unnamed city? Yeah, I didn't catch it. It's I would def- buy Detroit though. I think it was supposed to be Detroit, but they didn't say where it was, so. It was a city, though. You can't park like that in a city. Like, you'd get towed. Yeah, that or was... Or keyed, or broken window, or something. He's just like, I'm the detective rolling up to this possible crime scene. I can park however I want. In, like, his Chevy Chevelle, or, or whatever the fuck. Like, that's that wouldn't work. Yeah. And also, there was... This was, like, overflowing with, like, cop movie cliches. I wrote that down, yeah. Textbook cop stuff. Yeah, like, he has a new rookie partner who he's calling Rook, and he doesn't trust, and it's like, God damn it. And he's arguing over whose crime scene it is, which is a vintage enough obit. I saw a dead guy. Yeah. You meet me for lunch? I think <laughs> I'm having post-traumatic stress. How you fucking doing? There's a butcher there somewhere. I think I misordered it. Ooh. Uh, yeah. And yeah, like most Saw movies, it's like very flashback heavy, and they're like, have this very elaborate story with a bunch of people that all look vaguely evil. So you can be like, is that the guy? Or is it going to be this guy? Or... I really, I just spent most of the movie wondering why they changed the what voice. What would you give this uh, <laughs> letterbox rating? What are you giving it? That's a good question because I'm going to have to log that properly after we finish here. It's, I might give it like a two, maybe no even half? less. Uh, maybe less two and a half. Less than two? Just for like Saw franchise wow. sake. Okay. Just for like. I'm the going fans. three. Yeah, you liked this I more liked than it. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I just thought it was fun. And like we discussed in the car, like these, as psychotic as it sounds, are comfort uh, movies for us. Yeah. And I just really like rock. And, uh, you know, I always have a soft spot for Samuel L. Jackson. I don't care how... Thank you, motherfucker. How easy he gets, like, you know, all of his roles. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I like these movies. I like the fact that it goes back to that first one, that really unique concept that nobody wanted it. Yeah. They thought it was dumb. What Lionsgate I- picked it up. Lionsgate like kind of built. They literally have like saw movies have carried Lionsgate on their back for the past tw- two decades. Yeah, and I think that's kind of cool because like what else do they have? Nothing. Yeah, they fell off. They were probably going to be defunct had they not <laughs> grabbed the Saw franchise. Yeah, that's probably why they were like Chris Rock's a genius. This is <laughs> the best pitch we've ever fucking heard. And they've already greenlit the tenth one, as you said. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, I've bought a lot of Saw stock back in 2003 and I mm. have not sold it. Like I'm there. I also got to say, this one was more jump scare heavy than I remember the other ones being. Mm. There was so many moments where you're following someone walking around and then they like pan around them and it's like, oh, the person's right there and they're trapping them with the fucking. I was on my phone so much. I got, they only got me like once. I was looking up like, oh, I'm just kind of listening. And also I thought, 
most of the traps were uninspired at best. The glass shooting one was cool. And I don't want to spoil that. Sorry, that's a spoiler, but I don't want to say anything else. I think that's vague enough. Yeah, that one was kind of cool. Most of them, though, I was just like, come on, like, give me something. The first one was pretty gross. Yeah. For me, it's like, how gross is it? I don't care about ingenuity. I want the, I'm in it for the gross outs. Like, I want to feel sick. I remember seeing the first Saw movie in the theaters. Actually, that was hostile that I had to walk out of the theater and almost threw up. But I remember feeling pretty sick every for the first at least three Saw movies until I was like fully desensitized by the fourth or so and like, okay, this is what it is. Some of them are clever, and I like to imagine Jigsaw like coming up with the idea with his fun puppets right. in like a fun scenario. But I may track uh, through all the Saw movies. Yes. That'd be a fun that'd be a fun deep dive. Yeah, just casually watch eight of the grittiest, goriest movies ever with the most elaborate painstakingly ridiculous mythology possible yeah i'm in sign me up but yeah the and the twist wasn't great we obviously won't get into any of that but that's not a spoiler there's always a twist yeah it's just very complicated for no reason and i had the theory that the movie was going to end with samuel l jackson saying game over motherfucker it doesn't unfortunately that but is a spoiler. That's like a reverse non-spoiler, I guess. <laughs> but I don't know. I was just kind of expecting the world of this movie for reasons unknown. And it was just kind of another Saw movie to me. Okay. So he's giving it, Scotty's giving it maybe two, maybe less stars on Letterboxd, which is one out of five. Mm. I'm giving it three. I thought it was a lot of fun. Mm. And I think you should get out there and support your local movie theater which I have shit on in the past because I'm like kind of frustrated with the way they handled all of the, the pandemic. Yeah. But this theater near my house is the shit and I'm back. Yeah, there was literally nobody in, actually that one person, but he was like way He was like in, in the, the front cut. row, like a serial killer. Yeah, I don't know why he chose to sit there. But... A maniac. Can yeah. we talk about North Hollywood, the new Vince Vaughn vehicle? Vuh, vuh, vuh. We can. This is on iTunes. And you pay for it. I think it's like a cheapish rental. I think it's four ninety nine. Yeah. I purchased it for nine ninety nine because I figured Ooh. I'd want to watch it twice, and I think in about two years I'll want to watch it again. Yeah, you're a big Vince head for people who don't know. I thought he was great in this. I did too. I love him playing a dad is very funny, and mm. I think he nails it yeah especially in this one there's like thumb sucker vince vaughn where he's kind of like half in half out yeah he's very believable and like he's funny obviously but he's also like he has this like weird kind of intensity he plays like a he's not like a nice guy he's no. not like a great dad he's kind of a dickhead like he's there for his son but he's not really yeah like he's religious and his son's all about skateboarding and he's on his son's case a lot to get him to you know, he wants take to go his to college and like have a normal life, and yeah. like this movie doesn't even really have a summary because it's just, it is kind of like a, you know, like a big chill, um, yeah. dazed and confused hangout movie with like a lot of the trimmings and the DNA of mid '90s, like we said, because yep. it's from the director is the guy who produced mid '90s, mm. and which for those that don't know is the Jonah Hill skateboarding movie that Scott just said. Um, and- and yeah, this was like same kind of deal, like right. a solid high school comedy drama. He's with a group of friends; they're all wacky rascals. <clears throat> and I don't know. The main kid wasn't great. He kind of sold me by the end. But for a while, I was like, "This kid's the lead of this." I didn't love him. 
And I didn't really love anybody in this at all, except for Vince. I thought but I found it interesting, even in the scenes without Vince, despite not really having a dog in the fight. Mm. I thought iCarly was good. She plays like the, oh, yeah. the love interest. Melinda Cosgrove. Yes. Good pull. I didn't have that. But she was actually, I'd never seen her in a movie. I only know her from School of Rock when she was like an eight-year-old and she was on iCarly. She is but, not untalented. Yeah, she did, yeah. she has chops. And I, was, I, I think that she did a lot with a little because her character had like no range. She was like the underdog girlfriend and yeah. she took it places, which it, I thought was cool. Yeah, it had a couple, like it didn't go down all the most obvious routes. I was like, ooh, that was an interesting wrinkle. Yeah. Movies like this, I'm always like, we were alive in this time. This was when we grew up. Mm. And like, this this was supposed to be later than than, than the mid-90s, though. This felt like there was nobody had a cell phone at any point. Yeah, this is one of those movies. So I'm like, is this like 2002? What is this supposed to be? I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, is this now or is this like a casual period piece? I, I don't know what's going on here. At one point, the kids who he was skateboarding with had a newer looking Mercedes, but it was brand, it was really clean. And I think like, I was like, honestly, that could be a 2004. Yeah. Like it just looked clean and new. Mm. And I was confused. Like, cause, but nobody being on a cell phone at all ever for high school kids or like just about to go to college kids, that's implausible. So there's no yeah. way this movie's supposed to be present day. Which is borders. Um, maybe they say it in the summary. I don't know. But this was a cute movie, I thought. It, uh, yeah, nice I didn't really root about, for the main character. Yeah, like, same. I was just kind of like taking it in. But yeah, it was a good story about like friendship and mm. growing up, all the classic uh, coming of age movie stuff. Vince actually has a great speech at one point where about like being a dad and like his son's giving him shit. He's like, "You're a grown man recycling bottles," <laughs> and he's like, "There's a there's an honor in being a normal person, son." And like does this whole thing. I was like, "Fuck, Vince, nailing this." Yeah. Pretty much. And yeah, like he's I, got chops. And I think that I love when directors give him a little bit of rope, like as Craig Zoller has done, mm. and let him, you know, shine because he's not just the fast talking ad lib funny guy. Like there's so much more to him. Yeah, he's almost serious, Vince, in this movie. Yeah. Like he, he's funny, but it's like here and there. He's mainly like the dickhead dad character. Right. I thought it was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it yeah, too. Especially I gave it I think a three out of five or a four three and a half. Ooh, I don't know if I logged that yet. Three I, is solid from me. I'm slipping on my letterbox over here. What's folks. your total? I got to get back the in. The letterbox there. battle continues. What do you know? Do you know your lo- new total? I'm going to find out. To I remind, think I'm at like 166. To remind the fans, Ank and I are battling to watch the most movies, and you can follow along on Letterboxd, which yes. is a fun app. I believe my name on Letterboxd <laughs> is Ankner, and I think that I currently am at about 166 movies for the year. Fuck, I think you might have me. Which is, a, if you do the math, it's more than a movie a day. Yeah. And that's a little psycho. Because it's like every Saturday and Sunday, I rip through a few. Yes. And maybe tomorrow I rip through four or five, because what else am I going to do? Kids putting up numbers. I got a broken arm. But yeah, that's North Hollywood. It's on iTunes, as we mentioned. It'll probably be on... I was going to say, that'll be on Hulu in three weeks, exactly. so don't bother buying it. Yeah. And I snuck in... The new Amazon Prime series, The Underground Railroad, Monty. Did, did I just hear Hank? <laughs> Monty, get those points popping because 
This is the new series from Barry Jenkins. Barry Lakin. Sorry, I can't do it. Barry not do Jenkins, it. who won the Oscar for Moonlight and did a movie called uh, If Beale Street Could Talk. That's very good. That I feel like no one on earth besides me has seen. It won a lot of stuff, though, didn't it? Yeah. All of his stuff is kind of a sob story. Moonlight it, was outstanding. Yeah. I didn't like it the first time, and then I watched it again recently, and I was like, this is a fucking... It's, I get why it won Best Picture. Yeah. More than anything, like, he really knows how to, like, shoot stuff, and, like, and all his stuff, like, the colors always, like, popping. Like, this show, The Underground Railroad, is obviously about slavery and what have you, and it's, like... A tough thing to recommend because it's like so sad and gritty, but it's so well made. I'm just looking at it like, wow, this is like beautiful. <laughs> like, he really, I don't know. I'm I'm three episodes into it. It's like a ten episode thing. It's I, great. It's really good. Okay. Even though it's like, is it gritty or like real sad? Oh yeah, it has Fuck. scenes where it's just like, oh boy, I don't think I should be watching this. This is just like, oh god. This is just like too much. Whenever I see stuff like that, and it's funny that you watched this and I watched the best short winner, Two Distant Strangers, mm. which is on Netflix for free. I literally, it's about police brutality in kind of like a Groundhog Day setting. And I loved that one, which it's a weird thing to recommend, right? Because it's to me, it's like when I hear a, a white guy recommending a movie like that, it's like he's either virtue signaling or like it's weird that he's recommending a sob story. Yeah. Because it's sad. I mean, police brutality fucking sucks. And yeah. it's a fucked up thing that exists and it's very real. And I don't see the fix for it. I really don't. Yeah. It's a lot. And yeah, watching the Underground Railroad, it had a a shot where like this guy's burning alive and then they, oh. they have a shot like from his point of view, like as it's happening. And it was I'm one really of those... glad I got Hank out of the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's out now. We locked the door. He's not coming in. It was one of those things where I was watching and I was like, Ooh, I think this is getting like seared into my mind. This is like a haunting image. It was so well right, done. I got to watch and... this now. I, the, for me, I don't necessarily watch things to have a laugh. Yeah, exactly. I the... watch things to like, I want to feel something. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to be like, like prepare yourself, but it's so well made and yeah, despite its heaviness. Barry Jenkins is one of the more talented guys working. He's not like my favorite, but Moonlight is definitely like, it's like a film school movie. It's just like so well executed. Yeah. And yeah, like the color and everything. He's really one, totally a film school one. I bet they show his stuff and everything and be like, look what he does with colors because he's doing a bunch of stuff that I can't put into words because I'm dumb. But it's dope. Just make it black and white. Yes. What? But yeah, that's the Underground Railroad on Amazon Prime. And I snuck in Two Distant Strangers on Netflix. It's a 32-minute short, which is a perfect length for a short, because like an eight-minute short is not is too quick, I think, sometimes. Mm. And I don't know. It's super interesting. I It has the, the random villain from limitless which made me laugh Ooh. and i wrote his name down i'm intrigued <laughs> and I, I wrote his name down but i closed my notes and i don't know so it, it's good and and watching stuff like that i think as white men is important to give us perspective so that we don't sit on here and unironically talk like joe rogan and say someday white men aren't be able aren't going to be able to say anything yeah it's like you fucking dunderhead like white men Ooh. have had white men have literally had the microphone for the past thousand years mm. literally we stole america from the indians 
Mm. We brought black people over here on boats against their fucking will and made them work for us for nothing while beating the shit out of them and their families. <laughs> Treated them like complete horse shit I mean, until now. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying like- I know, any, I know. Any white man- to not recognize his privilege, and this is, I'm saying this with no irony, for any white person to not recognize the fact that being a white guy is like winning the lottery is insane. Mm. And I think watching movies like Barry Jenkins, Moonlight, and The Underground Railroad, I haven't seen it yet, I'm going to, and Two Distant Strangers, and get in there and watch, um, what's the, Mike? I just watched that Michael B. Jordan movie too, the uh, Fa- Mercy. Just uh, Mercy? Just Mercy. Yeah. That's, That's a decent solid too. courtroom drama. Yeah. But yeah, so, some nice perspective. Pers- it's, uh, exactly. It's good. Just It's a reality check for people who grew up in a town like Norwell, like you and I did, mm. and didn't really have a black friend until we turned 20. What up, Monty? <laughs> Monty. Buddy? This is C, and now I got to take steps back, and I got to recognize the fact that our friend Monty is a person of color, and he's mixed race. And that I have made that the butt of a joke, and I have not acknowledged that about him unless it was satirical, and that's Ooh. not fair. Wow. And for that, Mike, I'm sorry. Wow. Points, 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 I'm also points. sorry for making fun of your disability and for your former weight problem. Points, 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 points. And it's like if I could imagine like a, a slot machine with all the, 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 like, <laughs> the woke points falling out of it, like, yeah. a, like a winning jackpot. We need to get that. It'll be like an ad midnight thing where the points come in in mm. real time. That would be fun for us. That would be fun. I'm thinking about buying an on-air light, so I'm just trying to decide where I want to put it. Ooh. And if you'd indulge me, can I sneak in one more real quick? Go ahead. The original, The Taking of Pelham 123, which you can now watch on HBO Max. <laughs> I'd never seen this before. This movie's like a legitimate Who's 10 out of again? 10. again? Like Scott Kahn and <laughs> Lucas Hedges and... Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever it is, yes. Michael Imperial. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Rappaport, they're all there. Yeah. Now, this is Robert Shaw, the guy from Jaws. Oh, ho, 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 kid. Who, it was great seeing him. I'd never seen him in like anything besides Jaws. And he plays like a cool villain taking over the Pelham 123 in this movie with like... A whole ragtag bunch of other great... There he is. He's incredible. And yeah, the we watched the remake a dozen or so episodes ago. And I'm glad I finally watched the original because it's 400 times better like it usually is. So this is on... It's a heist movie. Yeah. Okay. It's like just a great 70s thriller like Walter Matthau's in it. Um I wish I wrote down more people. Like, everyone is somebody. It's just... I might have watched this. It's one of those great simple I think I thrillers. watched this, and I think I loved it. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Like, it has such great banter yeah. that, that's, like, very funny and realistic. Like, this is one of the funnier movies I've seen in a while, and you wouldn't think it would have any laughs. It's Walter like Matthau's hilarious. Yes. He's great, and he plays the guy in the control room. Yep. I've definitely seen this, and it was awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's Fuck, like, I'm, an, I'm a complete idiot. I can't believe... No, <laughs> I'm sitting here like, it sounds pretty good to me. I might add it to my queue. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Oh, it's, yeah, a, like, it's awesome. Yeah, you're right. I, I couldn't have loved it more. And Tarantino, I noticed, kind of like steals things from this movie. All the robbers in this movie go by Mr. Blue or Mr. Red, mm. like the color thing. He directly took that yeah. from this. 
People do like everyone people credits. take a lot of liberties with movies once they're like 30 years old. They just lift everything. Yeah, like, I love Tarantino, so. Yeah, same, but like if anyone ever referenced like Mr. Blue, you'd think they were talking about Reservoir Dogs. It's like yeah. they did this exact bit in this other movie. I want the credit to be redistributed. It's funny because I we recently rewatched American Animals where they're doing trying to pull off an art heist and they give each other the color names mm. and they reference the fact that they're stealing it from Reservoir Dogs. See? That needs a rewrite. It yeah. all needs to That's funny. go back to the original. But yeah, I, this movie floored me. For like a 70s movie, I couldn't have enjoyed it more. Yeah. I loved every Two second thumbs up. of it. I haven't watched it in a couple of years, but I realized it was already in my queue because I already watched this, and it's great. It's so good. HBO Max. Bada bing. And speaking of which, next week on the program, we'll be talking about the new HBO Max movie, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Oh. Starring Angelina Jolie and Nicholas Holt, a bunch of other people. And uh, it's also in theaters. But, and we'll also be talking about Hacks, a new HBO Max series that just dropped. We're very topical this week. Mm. We're back. A lot of, we're, we're on top of, of all the new stuff coming out. Mm. And then who knows what we're going to watch as our featured review. That we will leave as a teaser. Yes. I think maybe that Zack Snyder zombie movie comes out. Next week? Some, I think I'm so. I'm actually psyched up for that. Yeah. And it, as soon as they release the Dalia cut, I'll be <laughs> really psyched up. But that's for now, I'll, I'll settle for the Tig Notaro version. Hell yeah. If that's not next Friday, it's week after. And I'm sure there'll be something for the turkey boys and the turkey heads to fucking chomp down on what am i still talking folks Let's watch wedding crashers instead yes. of talking i i gotta hit the timer and then yes, yes. i gotta do i gotta hold it with my good hand yes take my good hand no once again really glad you're okay bud thanks buddy oh shit we're still like in this white hot early montage in Wedding Crashers, where the movie's just like on fire. Oh wow. This is sort of a quiet minute here where they're just kind of taking pictures and dancing with hot babes. And then the music will pick up and you start seeing all the girls' chests. Kid. Oh, that Diora Baird? Hell of a cleavage reveal we have on the horizon. What? <laughs> Let's make the memory. You gotta treat cake like a lady. <laughs> I always love that line. Like what? Him telling the bride yeah. how to cut her own cake. Yeah. <laughs> pa pa pa. <laughs> that genuine laugh. <laughs> Vince Vaughn just putting on a bit clinic in this movie. He really is like my favorite dude alive. He should make a masterclass series and like how to be naturally funny in like a setting like that because he's better than anyone else at it. Not only is everything he does effortless, mm. but he brings the rest of the cast with him. Yeah. Like he doesn't just, he's not like a John Belushi where he roars in. Actually, he's a bad example yeah. too. He's a good ensemble guy too. Vince Vaughn will always carry at least one co star with him and make them seem funnier than they really are. Yeah. And it helps in Wedding Crashers in particular because it makes sense that like 
they're fooling everyone because he is that charming and like delightful. Right. You get why like someone would be like, oh, let's just bring this guy along. He's great. Owen Wilson's great too, but like he would have gotten caught if he was solo or if he yeah. was with like Andrew Wilson or something instead. <laughs> oh, wow. He needed that work. But yes, folks, at this moment, why don't we do some plugs like Class X? What do you got for me? Plug me. I Plug mean, me right in the boot, booty. Wow, 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 wow. You should check us out on Instagram at Enough the Podcast. We're on Twitter at Podcast Enough. I'm on both of those at Skip Seasoned. You should listen to the latest episode of the South Shore Boys podcast. We're deep in egg month and really having a goo. Just did a wild new episode the other day. It probably comes out soon. Check it out. I'll link it on my Instagram, all the stuff, you know. I am still promoting my business, AnkFit. You in? Uh, AnkFit.com, book a session. I am in my new space is under construction. The fact that I have a broken arm is not going to slow me down. I will be actually taking more clients because I won't be lifting weights. Hell yeah. So get in there and watch me waste away like Adrian Brody and the pianist as I do nothing but cardio for the next six weeks. Ooh, hell yeah. Folks, that's enough. Why don't you go ahead and have a goob? Hey, have a goob, man. Uh,